Hi guys, welcome back. After long week of work, finally logged off and went out with my friends for like some drinks. Didn't even hang out that long, but then like as I was going home on the bus ride, I was feeling my throat was scratching. So my immediate thought was, "Oh my god, is this COVID? I need to do a lateral flow test." And then when I was waiting for my lateral flow test result, I was remembering, "Oh my gosh, this is exactly what Danny has talked about last weekend that the alcohol make your throat dry up and feel scratchy." But I was just like, "COVID, COVID, let me do testing." But yeah, I thought that was really funny how like my thoughts went directly to COVID. I mean, it's a legitimate concern these days. I feel. I mean, I think that's like the responsible thing to do. Yeah, it just oh, I can't believe we're still talking about COVID in 2022. But anyway, how's your week been? How's your weekend? It's good. Speaking of COVID tests, I actually got one last week as well.、Um, someone in our group did test positive, so our friend did alert everyone. You know, just as a heads、mm, up to be safe. Thing. Exactly.、Um, unfortunately, it's I don't know how it is in London, but it's really easy to get access to tests here.、Um, I was actually walking to like a CVS. To get one of those home kits that you can buy,、yeah. and I was kind of worried because they tend to sell out really quick. So I wasn't even sure if I'm able to get one. And literally, as I'm walking there, there was like a van on the side of the street that's like free COVID testing. So I was like, "Oh, this is like what I need." And、yeah. there's like there's like a written paper sticking to the side of the van door that says. Knock for service, like in, <laughs> in like a pen, like kind of like scratchy writing. So I was like, okay. So I just like knocked, and someone was like, like someone helped me. Yeah, it was really, it was really easy. But the whole time I was thinking, this is kind of sketchy. How I'm just like going into this random van with people I don't know to supposedly knock, knock. get this test. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was super chill. The、uh, lady who was operating the van and the testing. Van, I guess I don't even know what to call it. Was like, yeah, just scan the QR code, fill out your information, and then come into the van. And I was like, oh, isn't this like what you're not supposed to do? Get into <laughs> a van with、say. a stranger? Yeah.、Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really quick. I got results within like 15 minutes.、Um, nice. So I really like how. I don't know if it's like it's like this in all parts of the city, but at least in the neighborhood I live in, I was really happy that there were services like these, so that you know. People can get tested easily if they needed to. Yeah, yeah, love that. I will appreciate more if we don't have to talk about COVID anymore. That the world would just be like our topic would no longer have the word COVID in it. New York actually is loosening up all the requirements starting next week. Actually, the current week, whenever our lovely listeners are already listening to this.、Um, but yeah, now we, I think most places won't be requiring even checking vaccine statuses and things like that. So I feel like that is the sign. That things are kind of slowly going back to quote normal. I don't even know, but like it, it, it'll be nice to be able to like attend concerts and stuff because all my shows got pushed back because of COVID this year. So it'll be nice just to like attend these gatherings again without worrying about things getting canceled or pushed back or <sighs> yeah, just like stress about getting sick if you go to these things. Yeah,、but、yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like that's kind of uplifting, but then you know we also have like a pending, I don't know, World War Three coming, I guess. So it just feels like there's like a nonstop slew. Seriously, of, like it's always something, you know. You yeah, can't, we can't ever be too relaxed. It's something. Yeah, always has just, to be going on globally. Yeah, I was just saying to my friend, like, why since 2020? 
well, maybe it just, I, I don't know, but like, I just feel like since 2020, we're constantly living in unprecedented time. Like we yeah. constantly I, have so, sorry. I, no, I just like, I agree with you. It's just like, I hate the word unprecedented because it's like everyone says that word for the last two <laughs> years. Like these are unprecedented times. Like, yeah, we get it. <laughs> like when's this time over? I want to go back to president at time. Also, like something can't keep being unprecedented at a certain point. It's precedent. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're in it for two years. It's been two years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, goodness. I think for me, I just like try to unplug from the news and social media once in a while. Because otherwise, it really is just like nonstop. Yeah, I totally agree. Like unplug, it's definitely necessary because otherwise can definitely get sucked into the new cycle and like get really like mood-wise dark and unwell. So do what wherever we can, but also take care of ourselves. I want to get into today's topic, which I'm super, super pumped about. I want to talk about the Tinder swindler. So Danny texted me about a week or half ago, and she was telling me she's watching this, and she gave me some like a little bit in initial thoughts and I was like oh we should talk about this on the pod so because of that I haven't really shared her my entire reaction or thoughts because I really really want to share it on the episode while we're live recording so I can get her raw reaction I love the podcast brain of (laughs) saving content for the podcast it's about content baby yeah, a bunch of my friends have watched the show, and I do always see it on the Netflix, you know, like the top 10 list. Yeah. So I feel like I'm one of the people who watched the show late. But now that I, well, as I was watching, I was like, oh, man, I totally get why everyone's talking about this. I need to talk about it with someone. That's why I was like sending you all the texts, yeah. like just processing like, oh, my gosh, can you believe so-and-so and what like all this stuff is happening? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I was like, it's honestly really crazy because kind of similar to you, I like saw it popped up on Netflix, but I was like, nah, I don't want to watch it. My friend kept saying like, you have to watch it, you have to. And then that's when I finally watch it. And I just remember my first thought is like, no, no, it cannot be this easy. Come on, guys. Come on, girls. For anyone who hasn't watched the show, don't worry. You don't have to like, you don't necessarily have to already watch the show to join our conversation. But also, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about the ending. So if you do want to watch it before, pause it now and go watch it and come back. You can watch it on Netflix. Basically, this Netflix documentary is about this man who has conned women through dating apps by like making them fall in love with him, thinking they're in a true relationship, and then slowly making up things so that the women will like borrow money for him. I'm like first mind blown by how crazy the scam was but mostly I'm also mind blown by like how the ending was the of the of the show was how like he didn't really serve much jail time no barely anything at all he was able to basically get out and keep doing what he's doing in like different ways yeah I was remembering like texting my friend be like you know this is gonna be a Netflix documentary because there must be some like unjust things happen because a lot of documentary at the end it will be like updating you how things are now and I just remember being so angry that the women who got calmed by him still owes all these debts like I was just in my head thinking why couldn't these credit card company who know 
they are victims just write off these loans like write off these debts for them while this guy corporations don't work like that they gotta get their money seriously seriously and then now he's back out like living the same life as before and has a new girlfriend like i just really want to contact that girl personally i mean i hope she's i mean they've all seen the show at this point everyone's talking about it but this documentary came out February, like early February. Like what made you want to like watch it now? Part of it was just the title and the description on Netflix about the show. I kind of thought it was going to be, I don't know, just like about how like, like I kind of already knew the premise, which is like, mm. it's about the dating platform Tinder and someone is, a man specifically is using Tinder 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 (laughs) to swindle woman like the title kind of lends itself to that and the previews kind of suggest that so just based on this alone i kind of just assumed that the show would be portraying women as just being like dumb people who fall for anything in the name of finding love Mm. And I just, I don't know, I just like wasn't really interested in that kind of story. But now that I have watched it, it is a very, like, it's not that because he is a very, uh, I don't like to call a criminal smart, but it is like a very complex Ponzi scheme that he's running. And he obviously was able to pull it off because he did it really well. You know, it's hard to say, like, oh, if I were in that situation, I would have noticed blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. But I do feel like a lot of the things he was doing, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, why would your first thought be, this is a lie. This is a trick, you know? So I just feel like he was, like, he knew what he was doing. And there there was a reason these women trusted him to give him money thinking that he was in crisis and that his life was in danger and they were under very like high stress situations yeah but that was the reason why i didn't want to watch it initially because just based on like the preview and the title i was kind of like oh no i don't like really want to see a whole like movie about how women are such fools for love like no thanks not interested yeah yeah oh my gosh so so that was your pre-assumption about a show but the funny thing or maybe not funny kind of ironic that was my first reaction when I was watching so the show was interviewing three women who has been conned by him and when they were focusing on the first women's story the whole time I was doing the things like you were saying like I was like oh my gosh you are so dumb why would you borrow money? Why would you take out a loan? Have you taken any finance class? You guys are not married because this women she was saying, he's my boyfriend. Of course, he's going to come to me when he's stressed. Of course, he's going to come to me for help. But I was just like all judgmental, be like, uh-uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this. Girlfriend, you're not legally binding with him. Like, <laughs> even if he's my husband, like, we, we still have to look at the legal laws. I was just all, I don't know what's the word, like self-righteous or like thinking, oh, I'm smarter than her. This would not happen to me. Mm-hmm. Until, like you said, as the story progressed, you were like, hold up that's not a right thought like that's not what it is he's being so detailed with his lies this man even changed his own legal name to like 
add credibility of who he claim he is. So this just shows how, like you said, like don't want to say he's smart, but very, very thought out Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme, like really detailed, elaborated. It's just yeah. So wait, the whole time when you were watching this, you kind of were you thinking like the woman was, yeah, being unwise. Yeah. I I have to admit, I really did feel that way. And did you feel was, that like, like at the end too? No, 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 not at the end. At the end, what I honestly have to like reflect myself actually, actually because I have to call myself out because as the progress the story when they interviewing different women. For example, the second woman who was not in love with him. The second woman, her name is Pernilla, and she was just like, "Oh, I felt like our vibe is not the same, but we can be friends." And she also like borrowed money to him because she thinks she's being a great friend. That's when I was like, "Oh, okay, this is not like she's so dumb, gonna do anything for love." It just as the story progresses, I see how he keep using the same lie. That's when I was like, "Hold on, Mickey, you are not in those situation, especially like what you were saying earlier, high stress situation." Where I remember a specific scene, for example, this calm man he was telling the women Cecilia that, "Oh, I cannot use my credit card because my air quote enemies are coming after me. I cannot use credit card, so can you bring me cash?" I just feel like. I have never carried like anything more than a hundred pounds on me. I can't imagine how she felt when she carried a suitcase of cash and flying around Europe to provide her beloved boyfriend money. And then he's like, "Oh, we have to turn off the lights now because they're coming. They know where we are." I'm like, this just felt so movie like. Even though I can sit here and be like, "Oh, this is so stupid, so obviously lie." But I'm not in her shoes. I'm not in her situation. I didn't know how exactly she felt. Like that stress, she felt that the danger was seem so real for her because、mm-hmm. he just so good with all the detail and lying. He's such a great artist. I mean, actress. Honestly,、mm-hmm. it was so crazy. That's really interesting. I didn't know you felt that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, I kind of like judge myself for like victim blaming right away, thinking, ah,、oh, of course you like you're so stupid, you didn't take finance class. Yeah, not really like looking at all the details and like change like, switching position. Yeah, I feel like this goes back to the thing of like we, and I say we as like men and women seem to never believe women, and、mm. it's almost like we always need multiple women to be saying the exact same thing for it to be like. Oh well, that seems like maybe it's not a coincidence. But even then, it's like we need and we need a third person. We need a fourth person. Like, like as、yeah. if those are just not enough. You know, even though I feel like no one should be going through what she went through. I mean, I'm not trying to say like, oh, I was so sympathetic to her situation. I did feel in the beginning there were already a lot of red flags with him, and I think one of his tactics was. Like using time pressure on the woman of like I'm a busy person. I got places to go. Do you want to fly with me to this country tomorrow?、Yeah. And it's almost like oh, I don't even have time to really think about this. I just have to make a decision. Um, so I feel、mm. like in the beginning he was almost like love bombing everyone. Like who's saying all this stuff so early on in a relationship? Of like you know that's why I was like, oh, this to me. 
I mean, he's obviously a very extreme case, but like people do do this where they barely know each other and they're kind of making promises early yeah. in the dating game. And I feel like because these are things that we and like it could be anyone want to hear and like want to get out of a relationship. It's just like, oh, my God, this is like so good to be true. Like he or she is saying all the right things. This is exactly what I'm looking for. We're exactly like on the same page. We're so compatible. Right. Yeah. And then I feel like by the time it escalated to the finances part, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I can't even imagine how much stress it would feel to be like, oh, my God, someone's like life is in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. I felt really bad. No, I think what you have said, it's like really, really well said because I have like read, like as preparing for today's like episode, I did like Google a little bit more and I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, these women just want his money because he portrayed mm-hmm. himself as this rich man from this diamond family. But it's not just that. It's not just the money. Like you said, it's like the time pressure. And he kept using, because these women all said they felt emotionally bonded with him. So it's not just he flashed his money out at them. He also come across like, I'm so busy, but I'm willing to make time for you. Who doesn't want that? Also, I personally feel like if money is something that is attractive to you, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Mm. money equals a certain lifestyle. I personally don't think there's anything wrong with money being something that is, I guess, like a criteria or something that Mm. you find appealing. The same way, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah, I'd rather not date someone who's unemployed because... (laughs) <laughs> you know there's like things that come with that facts facts girl okay i mean i don't feel like everyone's gonna agree with me on this but let's say someone only wants to be with someone for money and like that reason alone does not mean they deserve to be conned and also why is like it's never like oh, this man's such a gold digger. Even though there's men like that out there that's Mm. just mooching off their girlfriends and wives. But, like, so often when we think gold digger, it's always a woman. And to be honest, usually those women, I mean, they are having to trade things for the money, like sex and their bodies. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, while while you think it's controversial, I actually think it needs to be said more. I think this is the same fundamental principle as just because you want money doesn't mean you get to be like lied to. And it's the same line as just because someone dressed up very sexy doesn't mean they want sex from you or they want you to be like, oh, your skirt can be even shorter. Oh, you look so sexy. Do you want to like come home with me? Like things like that along the line. I think exactly what you're saying about gold digger. Whenever people talk about gold digger, people think about women. They don't think about men. Like you said, people it's literally both gender do the same thing. And this reminds me actually of an interview Taylor Swift done in 2019 with CBS. She was talking about how there's description that's using differently between men and women. She was saying how in the interview, a man is being strategic. A woman is being tactical. A man is allowed to react. And a woman, it's only allowed to overreact. Mm-hmm. And this just, I feel like this is the same thing that... Double standard. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, it's like, uh, it goes back to what you were saying earlier, because I think I'm already internalized this because when, like, internalized 
what I've learned previously that when when a woman speak about their truth themselves alone, it's not credible enough. There must、mm. be someone to back their story for me to be like, okay, they are not stupid. Why、mm. is my assumption they're stupid? You know、mm-hmm. what I mean?、Mm-hmm. <sighs> self check, self check, Mickey. I don't know. It's like this underlying thing of like women are inherently manipulative and over dramatic and over emotional. Therefore, you got to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's、exactly. frustrating. Yeah, it's almost like men doesn't have hormone. They have hormone too. They can be emotional too. Why、yeah. is that only women are emotional and a man is just confident and a woman it's smug? Oh.、Mm. Oh, my anger. Okay, calm down. Coming back to this topic, <laughs> I really loved they show the second story, Pelena's story, because she wasn't dating him; she was being a friend with him. Because I think that at least changed at least changed my angle a little bit. She wasn't even in love with him; she was just literally being a good friend to him. And I remember very clearly. When he texted her, saying things like, "Oh, my enemy's after me. I really cannot use my credit card." Yes, rolling eyes. She was saying, "Okay, I have this money that I've saved to buy a house for myself, but is that as important to support my friend whose life is in danger?" In that moment, I'm just like, "Can I just clap for this woman? Like she has saved that money for herself to buy her herself own house, and then she chose her friends above herself." I just wish people can more highlight on that because women's often being portrayed, like you said, gold digger. And this woman, she has her money. Yes,、yeah, sure, she's not air quote as rich as his con、mm-hmm. artist because he has no money, right? But 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 he put himself, who is her friend, above her own happiness. It's not just she's so blinded in love. Yeah, yeah, because that's another thing that I feel like. Okay, not to be like. Men versus women, but in the context of this show, that was like the main reason why I didn't want to watch it to begin with. Because I was like, I've seen other news coverage and documentaries about con artists on dating apps, not just Tinder, but there's other ones too. Lisa Ling actually did a whole episode on this on her show, An American Life, which in the U.S. is available on HBO Max. But she actually did a whole episode about people who take advantage of people looking for love, who may be feeling kind of lonely, and exploiting that and scamming them. In the show, actually, that she did, a lot of the like financial victims were men、mm. who thought they were like helping their like girlfriends that they met online out of financial distress so that they could be together. And it typically also happens a lot to older people who、mm-hmm. typically have more money saved up, so they're kind of easier targets. Initially, I kind of thought this show was like this documentary was going to be just like a longer version of that,、mm. but specifically on like this one person who is this Tinder swindler. But yeah, that's exactly why I didn't initially want to watch it because I was like, oh, it's just going to be the show that's depicting women as being foolish and like. Wearing rose-colored glasses and not seeing the truth right in front of their eyes and being tricked. One, I feel bad having that assumption, but two, I also think oftentimes that is how woman is depicted. So I have every right to be like, "Oh, I don't want to see this again. Like another version of this again." Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So this 
reminds me because I do remember when you texted me, you were saying how like you didn't love how at the end of the show they were like de- de- depicting them as they're still like focusing on love, looking for love. Like, why is that the end of the show? Wasn't the end of the show like, are you wow now? Yeah, that was really irritating to me because they kind of started the show being like, oh, like, what were you on Tinder, like, looking for? And obviously the answer is like, oh, I just want love. I just want, I mean, a lot of the things that we're all looking for in dating Mm -hmm. and relationships, right? And then obviously this whole story unravels about this con artist who tricks woman into thinking he's someone he's not and basically hustling them out of thousands of dollars and like emotionally manipulating them and it's like it's 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 not like it's it's abuse yeah it's it's abuse it's like psychological abuse emotional abuse like it's it's a lot of things and at the very end they're kind of showing how like these women got together and is trying to take their power back and expose this man for who he is so that it doesn't happen to other women. Like, I love that whole mm. segment of the, sh- like, the documentary because I was like, yes, like, like, yes, do the shit, you know? But then at the very, very end, when all said and done, the interviewer asks the first woman who, like, introduced kind of, like, the show, like, so are you still on Tinder what are you still hoping to find on Tinder? And it's like, this was not the point. This whole yeah. this whole documentary, I thought, was like shedding light on the story of a very manipulative con artist who is still on the loose. But okay, like, why are we like, why are we circling the narrative back to have you found what you're looking for after this horrible traumatic experience? Like, are you are you still hopeful for love? It's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, she's still hopeful for love. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I oh just gosh. I just got like what like who wrote this and approved this to be how the show ended. Seriously, when you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. And then today, as I was googling and preparing for this topic, I read more about this man. He actually has been counting people in his early twenties. He has count families and he has count his classmates when he's learning like pilot lesson. Who are men's? Why why aren't those Okay, I mean, I don't want to come across as, oh, how dare you Netflix not to interview those people and not include them in the story. But I just felt like apparently whoever pitched this idea or who produced the story, they found that a woman fall in love and got conned and then the man disappear. It's more scandalous. It's more juicy. It's a more interesting story than, oh, this man lied to his classmate for investing. This man stole money from a family who is babysitting. Oh, this man stole money from a family who he's being a handyman. All these things, mm-hmm. they don't think it's as interesting as he conning women because love. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like he's done this to many people. And they briefly, I remember they briefly touched on this in the show, but it was very kind of like glazed over. I almost feel like the way that they're choosing to tell the story through this angle of love and tinder versus all the other like very similar scams he's done with other types of relationships in his life all throughout his life i feel like it's reinforcing this existing archetype of, that we already have in our heads of how like women are just gullible and we're like easy to trick 
and like can't think straight once we're feeling all the lovey feelings. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's why it makes me love the third woman who is in this documentary. Her name is Eileen Charlotte, where she swindled the swindler because Cecilia, the first woman, went to approach news reporting and expose this comment on like local newspaper. And that's how Eileen read about it. And then she sent the article to this con artist. But he just like kept on telling her like, this is stupid. This is like wrong. Just denying all like what she's thinking. But she still like pulled off the swindler of him, meaning basically she just kind of like convinced him that she can sell his clothes online so that he can get some cash. I just remember this scene where she was saying how like, he never thought I was capable of doing this, but now he knows I am. And then she said, hi, Simon, like waving to the camera, thinking he's going to watch this one day. And I'm just like, yes, girlfriend, take back your power, take your money back. Not all women are gullible. I mean, that's, that, that's, that statement's already wrong. Women are not gullible and we're just as intelligent and we can also swindle the swindler. Yeah, I love that moment for her, but she did not recoup all her money. Uh, no, she didn't. Yeah, it's it's nice to have some small revenge. I feel like the true victory would have been, I mean, it's not for me to say, but like I wasn't one of his victims, but he should have served more time. Like that wasn't justice. Don't want to say he's smart, but very smart in terms of like how he come back. He's come across multiple jurisdiction that makes it really hard to like go after him and stuff. At the same time, he's kind of an idiot because the second there's one small hole in his plan, it's not sustainable. You know, like he ran out of money fast the second one leg of the Ponzi scheme went down. Yeah, but going back to the third woman island, her story the part where she has read about him online and went to him asking for questions. It's just so crazy how he can straight out be like, don't trust that, that's not true, and like gaslight all her feelings and all her questions. And I felt like it's almost common for men to just say that, oh, you are, you, like what you read, it's not true. Like you, what you thought, it's not true. What you're thinking, it's crazy. You should just trust me and my words alone. I don't think it's like a purely men thing. I think women do it too. Mm, mm. It's not just men who does this. People do this. But even with this gaslighting concept, this is another thing I really wanted to chat about because I think through this documentary, I was doing a lot of self-checking because to be completely honest, this concept is very new to me. Not like new as if I learned it yesterday, but like in recent years. My first thought wasn't even he's gaslighting her. I was just thinking how great a liar he is. It kind of reminded myself of watching Taylor Swift's music video All Too Well, the 10 minutes version. So the whole background is that Taylor's dating someone who's older than her. And there's one night she's going for this dinner party with all her boyfriend's friends. So she knows no one at this dinner party and everyone else know each other. So that's the setup. And during the dinner, that everyone's like very engaged in their own conversation and her boyfriend's kind of not really checking on her, but more like in the conversation with their own in inside joke. So there's one point she just felt so left out by the conversation. She grabbed his hand and he just kind of like, what do you call this? Just like put his hands away and like took his hands away from her. 
And then when, we, when they went home, they started like arguing and fighting about this. I remember very specifically, this man was saying in the, in the music video, he's saying, why are you being so mad? Why are you so obsessed about something? I don't even remember I did. I didn't even think about gaslighting until I was later watching TikTok. People were saying how like about gaslighting. I was like, wait, that was gaslighting? I have to like go back to watch it again to see, oh, what's like, where's the gaslighting? What's the part? And like, that's the part like I wasn't like getting on the first time watching it. Like that's not something come to my head because when I was watching it, I remember thinking, yeah, he wasn't intentional. Like I was making excuse for him. Like he wasn't intentional. He was just in the conversation with his friends. He could have done better, but like, He's not intentionally putting his hands away from her. Do yeah, you see so, it now, though? Yeah, yeah. No, I see it now. I think this is the thing. Like, even though we talk about this quite a lot between me and you, like, intent and impacts are two different things. But I felt like they haven't been fully internalized by myself. I think my default thoughts, still what I have learned in the past of, like, making excuses or, like, not, like, focusing on the intent or not looking at the other person's point of view and how they're feeling and like things like that. Because circling back to this show, my thought wasn't, wow, Simon's gaslighting this woman. My thought was, he's a great liar. As someone who has been gaslit a lot in the past, when I watched the Taylor Swift music video, it was very apparent. That's not to say like, "Mm, I'm better than you because I recognize it. (laughs) But it's just that thing of like, Just because you didn't experience something that way doesn't mean you should deny someone else's reality. As someone who's been there, it really, really sucks to be in your own head, questioning your own sanity of like, did I just make this up? Why am I feeling this way when no one else is? And when you're not able to trust yourself, then you do become very gullible and you do take other person or other people's words over your own. That's what gaslighting essentially does to you. Yeah, because... It's like a further level of manipulation make you distrust yourself so that you can only trust this other person, man or woman's words. First of all, I'm really sorry who for people who have done that to you and you have experienced that. And thanks for like sharing that with me and everyone else listening right now. I think it just sucks to be told that your feelings not true. Thanks for that. And also thank you for sharing kind of how you were initially viewing the woman as potentially at fault or bringing this upon themselves. I do feel like that is still the natural default for a lot of people, not just yourself, but really appreciate you being open and sharing that because I feel like it's hard to call yourself out sometimes on these things. I mean, even from like the comments you were talking about, it's very clear that a lot of people do believe the woman in this documentary deserve to be in financial distress, deserve to be emotionally traumatized and distraught. One of the women had to literally check herself into like a facility because she was so like mentally and emotionally unwell from this whole situation, which like good for her for recognizing that she needs help and like getting that help. But yeah, it's just like really mean to like see comments and like feedback saying oh, what do they think was going to happen? All these like gold diggers. Like this is what happens when you're like a shallow person or whatever it is. The lack of support and the lack of empathy is just, 
I feel like a reflection. Yeah, just like what you were saying earlier, like this victim blaming, this double standard of how women are viewed in these situations. Yeah, as if that amount of pain isn't enough to warrant people's empathy or to even justify this man getting like a harsher punishment because even in the eyes of the court which you know how i feel about the justice system (laughs) not so just always but that's another conversation let him out so quickly without really any repercussions like he never paid these people back so yeah yeah agreed i think well first of all thank you for being in this open conversation with me and not judging me but also i want to repeat something you said earlier that i think need to be heard more even though it might be controversial to some people is that just because someone dates someone for their money doesn't mean they deserve to be conned, doesn't mean they deserve to be emotionally manipulated. Okay, and I want to say this isn't because I think these women are after him for money. They also Mm. all said he's very handsome. Is it also bad to be attracted to someone because you find them good looking? Is that not why we date people or hook up with people? Like, I don't know. To me, it's all this like stuff that's like, oh, you're so shallow. And it's like, you're yeah. honestly telling me these things don't factor into your decision about who you partner up with? Okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Especially they all felt like they have an emotional bond with him. I also really like what you were saying earlier about we don't have to like being through the situation to like be empathetic and sympathetic to people. Thank you for not judging me, but definitely a lot of self-check I need to do and like learning so that I don't fall into the default of blaming people or like not trusting people on their when they first speak about it. And for anyone who are interested in watching this Tinder Swinder and hasn't, you can find them on Netflix. But honestly, just be prepared. It's a two hour of shocking, of screaming, what the F and how is this actually <laughs> happening? Yeah, there's some sociopaths out there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a wrap for today, guys. And cannot wait to chat with you guys next week. And meanwhile, listen to all the other episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, we're there. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Remotely Fun. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.